Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today we have a very... Gee, what? What was that? My window broke. Somebody threw a rock in my window. Looks like a letter was tied to it. What does this letter say? Well, (laughs) dear Mr. With a K, I hope this correspondence finds you well, and I thoroughly apologize for any damage the brick it was tied to may have done to your window. I wanted to take a quick moment and tell you the story of my first viewing of Darren Aronofsky's mother. The day was September 1st, 2017. I was alone in the theater eagerly anticipating Annabelle creation, ready for whatever lore it would bring to my favorite film universe. Unfortunately for them, they played the trailer for Mother beforehand. From the trailer alone, my heart raced, my heart palpitated. I knew that this film was going to be special. I ended up walking out of Annabelle Creation because I just could not focus. Only thought about Mother, but nothing else. Cut to a fortnight later, jovially boasting my freshly received movie pass card. I shakily walked to the box office and mumbled out the words, Two for mother, please. I had never been as nervous as I was at that exact moment to watch a movie. My notepad remained unopened through the entire hot racing runtime. Despite the ridiculously cold movie theater, I was sweating and on edge the entire time. What was going to happen? How are they going to move the story from here? Oh no, what are they going to do with that baby? Set aside the brilliant way Aronofsky wrote the screenplay and the deep allegorical message. The film was one of the most brilliant things I have laid my eyes upon. As the credits rolled, so did the tears. An usher had to politely ask me to leave the theater so they can get prepared for the next showing. I probably went out and had bought another ticket, of course, because Movie Pass would only let you do one a day. And I watched it again. Needless to say, Mother is my all-time favorite horror movie and honestly just favorite movie in general do what you will with this letter Kyle with a K and this brick that came with it and please my good friend stay safe also if there was a lot of damage done by this brick just Venmo request me or something peace Signed, The New Blood.
well, folks, uh, I genuinely don't think I can continue with hosting this episode, so I guess I'm going to have to hand it over to, uh, well, you heard it, the new blood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ruminations of Red Rum. Today, I am your host, the new blood, Brendan. I've got some wonderfully amazing people with me. Uh, so, uh, Georgie, the final girl, how you doing? Have you seen anything good recently? Uh, yes. Hello, I'm doing well. Today, this morning, actually, I watched... Uh, mother exclamation point lowercase m yeah of course obviously granted um and i really enjoyed it that is probably the the most (laughs) that i've watched um i don't know if you've heard of this brendan but people with anxiety tend to rewatch the same thing over and over and over again because we find comfort in it and that's like the definition of who who I am as a human being. Um, So yeah, mother, uh, lowercase m, exclamation point at the end, was the most recent thing I've watched that was new, not going to lie. And I, well, we'll get into that, but that's about it. (laughs) Great, great. Uh, Next we have Ian, formerly without an I, presently with two E's. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing swell. I'm living, feeling healthier than two weeks ago. Good. Um, I watched some bangers. I watched oh, some some mad bangers. Did any uh, of them top Tokyo Fist? Yes. Uh, it wasn't a horror movie though, so I can't really talk about it. Ah, okay. Um, but we all saw Candyman, the new one. Uh, except for you, Brendan, because yeah. Yeah, because there's no. Yeah, I didn't stop you from spoiling it for him, but <laughs> yeah, you fully, fully in put spoilers in the, it's the in chat. The I actually forgot that we did see Candyman. That was eleven out of ten for me. Trailer. Jesus, Christ. eleven out of ten. So another eighty-five. Oh, eleven gotcha. out of ten. You know what? Kindly, you know, shut up. Copy that. Um, yikers. Uh, I watched uh, the Night House as well was also in theaters and a chinese ghost story which was a hundred percent not my jam in the first half but totally redeemed itself in the second half nice and mother i saw mother and, as well and, and mother good well i'm glad <laughs> uh all right and finally we have the enigmatic kyle with a K, every kill begins with K. Hello, guys. I'm doing great, Brendan. Uh, I just got off of uh, watching Mother, so it's still pretty fresh. I haven't even formulated all my thoughts yet, so it's going to be pretty raw. Um, still playing Ghost of Tsushima DLC. Uh, that's going good. Digging that still. Um, I watched Creature from the Black Lagoon recently. 
And if anybody's into universal horror monster movies, that one's pretty rad. I like it a lot. Um, and I recently watched Dawn of the Dead, the original again. Um, I watched that last night, actually. So um, other than that, though, just I've had a week off. So I've kind of just been lounging around, being a bum, uh, hanging out, not doing anything too crazy, but just, you know, just kind of relaxing. And watching movies, so nice. Well, is there anything uh, anyone wants to talk about before we uh, get on into this clusterfuck? I want to know why Georgie thinks Jurassic Park's a horror movie. Is what? It I don't currently think that it's a horror movie. Thank you. I think back. In the time that it came out, which was when, Kyle? Mm. Oh. At least 50 years ago. Uh, you're definitely, like, alive and kicking when it came out. And you're not 50. Wasn't it, like, 94? 93? Yeah, I think it was, like, 93 or 4. Yeah! Uh, maybe. Maybe it was a good year. We weren't alive, and We don't know. I do know. We have historical facts that it was a good year, Georgie. Uh, well, I mean, I Ian, if... What, la- if la- go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, if last week is any indication, we might not want to take your uh, historical facts. All right. <laughs> I deserve that one. Yeah. Damn, he <laughs> got fair. you also like... That's fair. You know. Anyway, um, I don't think it's currently a horror movie. Do I think that when it came out, people thought it was scary? Absolutely. I mean, I just think people still find it scary today. So, well, yeah, but they were a bunch of bitches, and we don't, you know, that's fine. They can think that. So, you're saying that people are more bitches today than they were back then? I agree with you, Georgie. Uh, (laughs) That's not what I said, but that's not necessarily false. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that it was a scary movie when it first came out. Do I think it is now? Absolutely not. I'm not a little baby bitch. I don't get scared by that shit. So. <laughs> but if you think it's scary, you bitch. are probably a little baby bitch, and I'm sorry. Fair enough. So uh, how about uh, before we actually talk about the movie, how about we cover them uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards? Like Kyle said, we don't cover the Oscars, we don't cover the Emmys, we don't cover the the Razzies, I don't know. Actually, maybe we do. Um, but we have the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Uh, so actually, I, I thought this was interesting. I wanted to start with the worst film, the film that was voted worst film of the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Uh, the contenders were Resident Evil, The Final Chapter. That's a good one. Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh, that's Blair- a better one. <laughs> Sorry. We got Blair Witch. We got Rob Zombies 31. And we have The Forest. Can I get some guesses as to what you guys think was awarded worst film? The Forest. I saw that in theaters. It was terrible. It better not be Blair Witch. Because that, that, that movie's not that bad. I stand by that. It's not that bad of a movie. It is really bad. It's very bad, actually. No, it's fun. In like a bad way. Georgie, do you have a guess? 
Honestly, when you said The Forest, all I could think about was like the horror game, The Forest. Uh, so. Oh, which I'm excited for the sequel to that. Oh my God. I finally like watched a playthrough of like the uh, big climactic ending. And I was very. It was like confused. the airplane and everything. Yeah. I was like, what is. Oh my God. All of these people were like bred in like a laboratory and like these fucking ugly ass flesh ass human being ass bitches are just like kidnapping my son what yeah it was a lot it was a lot sorry not related but yeah i don't i don't have a guess i'm sorry brendan uh so i had the, no idea oh no go ahead i had no idea that that game had like an actual storyline like that there's there's like oh, five deep. different endings to yeah, it yeah that's that game like although it seems very like open world you do what you want you make your own choices like and it is obviously um the story is like really fucking gnar actually interesting interesting um yeah so the uh worst film 2017 fangoria chainsaw awards is the forest let's go baby (laughs) never seen it um i didn't either i thought it looked like shit yeah, it did look like shit. That's why I never watched it either. Uh, so then we have best TV series, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big fart emoji from me, dog. I thought you liked Stranger Things. Stranger Things? No, I hate it. I literally heard oh, you. No, yeah, were yeah, you yeah, just yeah. talking about it? Like on a cast the other time? No, I've, I've, I've never talked about it. I think he was comparing it to Fear Street where like, Stranger yes. Things oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of bashed yeah. you over the head with the 80s stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So any talk that. has been negative. Yeah. I never uh, I never watched it. I I think it has way too much hype around it and I just couldn't get behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw season one and I was like, eh, it's fine. And I just I never continued. I like the sheriff, dude. I think he's a good actor. Um David something, I forget his last name, but yeah, no, the show's just not for me. Uh, then we have best TV special effects. Got Ash versus Evil Dead. Worth it. Uh, great show, I think. Uh, best TV actress, mm. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. All right. A- Be nice. <laughs> Be nice. She is younger than all of us. <laughs> she is younger she's than 18. all of us. She is Take richer it. than all of us. No, like, that doesn't mean she's on. better than all of us, Georgie. Um... Did you say that she is or that doesn't mean that she is? That doesn't mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I fully agree. Yeah, she's underage. Chill. We, we can't shit on her too much. Um, I still have no idea who you guys are talking about. Millie Bobby. Millie? She's, uh, what? 11. She's 11. Oh, okay. She She's the girl that Drake wants to fuck. Yeah. Can we talk uh, about that for a second? I'm really actually thankful yeah, no, that you brought that up, Brendan, yeah, because oh, Drake just released his new album. All of these Drake fanboys came out of the woodworks, and I just want to say... The following does not necessarily reflect the opinions, views, policies, or beliefs of the Ruminations Radio Network, its partners, affiliates, stylists, neighbors, or next of kin. The Ruminations Radio Network does, however, support free speech, and wishes you, citizen, a triumphant day. Welcome back to the show. Jeez, could someone give me a whiskey? Like, music is music, but... File. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Whoa! <laughs> wait a second. Whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> can I, can no. I say that? Uh, oh, great. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel free to edit anything after Marie's we said the name right. If you got to edit yeah, that out. I get it. <laughs> um... We're going off the rails. Uh, let's go to best yeah, TV Campbell. actor, nice. Bruce Campbell, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Worth it. <laughs> uh, yes. The chin himself. Uh, uh, I'm going to skip best supporting actor because... Is it also a stranger no. thing? I'll do it real quick. Uh, Never saw it. No. Uh, best supporting actor, Jenna Malone from The Neon oh, Demon. Oh. I've never seen that. A- actress. Uh, it, it's... It's pretty damn good. Nicholas Winding Refn, uh, great movie. Uh, best supporting actor Stephen Lang. Don't Baby. breathe. There you go. There you go. I still haven't seen two yet. Has anybody seen Don't Breathe Two yet? No. No. Okay. Stephen it's Lang, more like like a daredevil himself. <laughs> yeah, call that. You, you could actually uh, rent Don't Breathe Two now on like streaming services, but it's like twenty bucks. I'm thinking about doing it soon. You know, the uh, Stephen Lang was on Broadway with Quentin Tarantino and Marissa Tomei, and I just think that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, best screenplay, The Invitation. I do like that movie. Uh, I do like oh. that movie. It's a great movie. Um, uh, it's, yeah, oh, no, it, no, it's, go ahead. it's all right. Yeah, like, I kind of agree with you, and it's, it's all right. I think for me, it was just kind of a... A pleasant surprise. I went into it not really having any expectations for it. And I left, I don't know, the ending to me kind of made it feel actually I don't want to get too far into it in case we uh in, in case we cover one day, but I do like the ending a lot. And uh I, I think it was surprisingly good. Is it did you feel like uh you found like a hidden gem? It, it is, it is. I wouldn't I say mean, hidden not, like, gem, well but known. kind of, yeah. Kind of like I had that feeling like a lot of people didn't know about it. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It seems like it should be a little bit more known in my opinion, but. Fair enough. I've, I've wanted to check it out. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a watch here soon. Um, okay. Best score, the neon demon. Huh? Best makeup and special effects. Green room. Green room's good. I yeah. Like green room uh, I'm going to steal one of your guys' words. That movie is gnar. That movie is gnar, dude. Uh, yeah. Hella <laughs> fucking gnar. What do you Super mean gnar. one of your guys' words? It was me. It was me. It was my word. Those fucking nice oh. casters, bro. Okay. <laughs> Capital G-N-A-R. All of them caps. Uh, uh, we have the best limited release film, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Mm. Oh we my fucking god! We, we literally all watched it. it. We li- I rewatched it. Kyle, did you watch it? I didn't. No, I didn't watch it. Well, you're a little bitch. But Ian, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ian, Mr. Ian, you can laugh at him, but I'm pretty sure it was your fault that we didn't because what? you canceled what? on the cast. That sounds about right. right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't thank you. Thank that. you. I. Brendan, if you can convince these fools Picks to do a cast happen. on that up, shh, shh. If you can convince these fools to do a cast on that episode, I would, I would, I would be so thankful. I would owe you, um, like a personal pan pizza if you ever come to Arizona. I got you. Oh, it's not that. All right, calm down. 
it's it's a bang, right. but like, I mean, I mean, it has Brian Cox and known woman abu- what known woman abuser Emil Hirsch. Like, fuck yeah, <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, he he went to jail for it. He like oh. fucked someone up outside of like a uh, Sundance or something. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, all right, we're ju- we're we're just airing all the dirty laundry on this episode. Yep. He was just um, method acting. That's all it was. Okay, <laughs> Kyle, you're gonna get hit. Um. All right. So then we have best foreign language film, Train to Busan. Oh, definitely. Oh, hell yeah. Movies Never that there are so many good foreign films uh, in this year. It's it's kind of an overload. I have not seen Train to Busan either. I fully, it's on my watch list. But um, apparently Americans, what the fuck, are trying to uh, remake it. Like, train to where? Where are American trains going? Literally nowhere. I, I will... I will say though it is being produced executive produced by James Wan and another Korean uh executive producer so okay. I think that's pretty cool that that uh hopefully it doesn't get like whitewashed or anything like that I mean you know Yeah I mean I hope you're right will. because holy shit just watch the original um and support like the original creator and cast and everything because oh my god I hope you're right, Brendan. I, I sincerely hope that you're right. Just make new shit, please. Yeah. Just make another zombie train movie. It doesn't have to be a related at all. Um, so then we have the best film, 2017, The Vavitch, which, which was up against Don't Breathe, uh, Mike Flanagan's Ouija Origin of Evil, Green Room, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. I could see that. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, it was honestly it's a pretty stacked year. You know what movie is not on there? Mother. Uh so I'm just gonna scroll past that. For good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot um, that uh, I actually there. hate all of you, I think. <laughs> Except for Brendan. <laughs> because he recommended it, and if he recommended it, he's gotta like it. So well, that's not necessarily true, but Brendan, oh, I, I don't think it. you'd be one to like voluntarily recommend a shitty movie. And don't y'all even bring up Stay Alive because that movie wasn't shitty and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, you give it an 80, 85 or whatever you gave it. I got it. <laughs> okay, Frankie fucking Munez. All right. Take a deep breath and understand that Frankie fucking Munez was in that movie. Cody Banks. Uh, That's motherfucking Cody secret Banks. agent Cody Banks to you, Ian. Uh, so for uh, best actress, we have Anya Taylor Joy for The Vavitch. Okay. Uh, I, I think. Moving on. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, for best actor, we have John Goodman for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Look at that. He was good in that. Yeah. Yeah, he was good in it. I agree. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, all right. So that was what this movie was going up against that year. Uh, let me just real quick give you the top five grossing horror films. Uh, I will say Mother comes in at number eight on the spot. So oh, good nice. for them. It charted. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the flight. That was the flight. <laughs> 
<laughs> that wasn't a bit. Oh uh, so, uh, so number five, we have Alien Covenant, two hundred thirty-eight million. Hmm. Number four, we have Blumhouse's Get Out. We got that's two fifty-three, two hundred fifty-three million. I would have thought that would have been higher. Uh, I th- I thought it was too. I thought that would have won something at Fangoria. Um, oh, and, and by the way, these are just U.S. grossing numbers, not um, not worldwide. Gotcha. Uh, three? Did I say three already? No. Okay, three is split with a uh, two hundred seventy-eight million. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, number two is the movie that put Mother on my radar, Annabelle Creation, at three hundred one million. That's a good one. And uh, yes, oh, uh, in hindsight, after going back and rewatching it, yes, I, I, I do agree. Um, the first time I saw it, I just left the theater. Um, but does anyone want to take a guess at what the number one movie of two, uh, 2017 was? It was the most talked about movie of the year, like like even beyond the genre. Let me guess. Cheapers uh, Creepers 3. I want you to take a real good guess at it. Think about it. Was it really it? it? Like the it, second? It was. The, the it. remake? Yeah, that's one of the it, most it was, grossing it was, it was the, ever. It was the, fir- the first it. Yeah. But it was the remake. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean like the, the first one of the it chapter one. I'm upset that we haven't covered it yet. The original, obviously, because no offense to the Skarsgård man... Um, but Tim Curry, all the way till the day I die, and my name is literally Georgie. So like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, congrats to it in 2017. So yeah, good for them. Hey uh, Brendan, yeah. Why do you think Mother didn't gross more? Do you think it was because I mean, like, if you think about it, it had a pretty uh, a pretty good cast. Um. Um, so actually, Kyle, I think the answer to that is, uh, was actually one other thing I wanted to bring up before we got into the movie. Um, so there have been 21 films that have received a cinema score of F. Are are you guys familiar with cinema score? No, no. Uh, so, uh, apparently it's like, uh, a company that sends that that goes to random movie theaters in suburban locations and does an exit poll for people that are coming out of it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it it's apparently like the a very big thing for people who, you know, they see a trailer for a movie and they type in they go to Google, you know, you know, plebes, plebes, I should say. Uh they Google like, is mother good? And then, you know, uh Cinema score would be one of the first things that that would come up for that. Um, so there have been 21 movies that have received an F from Cinema Score. Uh, genre films. There's a uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's five of them. Uh, we have good old William Brent Bell's The Devil Inside. We have Fear.com. We have Nick Cage's The Wicker Man. We have Wolf Creek. Really. The twenty, the twenty twenty grudge, and mother. Now hold on, are these just like, uh, are these twenty something movies? Is this like, 
over the lifetime of this thing starting, or is it just this? Uh, I like a certain range, d- time range. So, to be in, <clears throat> to be included in Cinema Score, you have to hit a certain amount of theaters. So there are a lot of films, a lot of horror films, that have you know gone to a thousand theaters, twelve hundred fifty theaters. But this is specifically movies that go to fifteen hundred theaters or more. I see. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, so based on the movies that have been in fifteen hundred theaters or more, those are. Uh, the six horror films that are on the list. There was one more, but it was uh, a film that I didn't need to mention. And I also don't remember it at this time. Um, So yeah, so I I think that audiences were expecting one thing. And I mean, it it got to the point where Paramount had to release, uh, they did a press release saying, we support this movie, we support a director that completely understands what vision they're trying to create. We gave him full creative control. You can like it or not, but fuck off. We stand behind this movie is pretty much what their statement said. I think that's um, how it should be. So Yeah, I, I, it, it should be for every film, honestly, but yeah. unfortunately it's not. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that people were not expecting what they were going to see. I had no clue what I was going to see, and I, I thought that it was... Um, a fucking anxiety filled two hours that every time I watch it makes me feel like I have hypertension. So, um, I, I think that one of my favorite things about this movie, dare I speak too soon was that I had literally no idea what the fuck was going on for most of it. Honestly, like I really, I actually really enjoyed that aspect. Like, I don't know why, but once I finally pieced together what was happening, I feel like it was even more rewarding. So, okay. I guess that kind of segues into the first thing I wanted to ask everyone in Georgie. Oh, we'll start with you. Did you like the movie? Brendan, let me tell you, let me, let me fucking tell you. Please do. I think Honestly, hands down, this is the best movie I have seen all year, period, yes. point blank, without a doubt in my mind. This is the best movie that I have seen in arguably probably a long time. Um, I had always heard great things about this movie. I know that it was like right around, at least correct me if I'm wrong, um, because 2017 was the year after I graduated high school. So like almost everything after that is kind of a blur and all just kind of blends together but this was like relatively right at the end of um jennifer lawrence's um hunger games career right yeah 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 this is like i think one of the first movies she did after hunger games um and I remember seeing like all the advertisements. I remember like some of my friends at the time were like super excited about it and um even told me that it was really good but I never took the time to watch it for myself and I just want to say Ian thank you for giving me a free digital copy to this movie because I'm probably gonna have to watch it at least once a year if not more like this is it was so good I I liked it you're yes I liked it thank Christ, I'm so glad to hear that. You have no clue how I'm I'm relieved that I know so far at least one person liked it. 
and I can't tell from these snide comments that that are yeah. that uh, <laughs> Kyle and Ian have been making. Yeah, these motherfuckers uh, are always like this. Uh, we never know until they give their percentage at the end. Uh, um. All right, uh, Ian. You like this movie? Uh, no. Next. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did not like it. Um, it just didn't impress me all that much as uh, Aronofsky's other film that I watched, which was Requiem for a Dream, which was a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, once we get started, I'll, I'll tell you uh, how I felt about it, but uh, it just didn't impress me too much. Okay, that's fair. Kyle? This is the one I've been waiting for. <clears throat> so I think that, um, I think I'm sitting at like a soft no. A soft no. And <sighs> I think it kind of goes, I kind of agree with Ian on this. It didn't impress me technically. And I think part of the reason why I was kind of intrigued by this, and especially hearing such high praise from you, is that <clears throat> I came off of watching Requiem for a Dream, which is, I would agree with Ian on this, it, that movie's a 10 out of 10. But aside from ass like... To ass. ass to ass. Ass um, that, to That movie just had such interesting and unique style to it. And I was hoping to see that translation of style onto something else that he's doing, especially with him writing and directing it as well. And I didn't see any visual style from him. Like, that's kind of what the most... Um, see, I'm going to disagree. Yeah, 100%. I think that this movie, if anything, is hyper-stylized or yes. over-stylized. I 100% agree with Brendan. I, to be fair, have not seen Requiem for a Dream, nor did I watch it directly before watching this movie. I think that might be... Uh, where you and I, Kyle, are differing because you had never seen it before you first saw it just before you watched Mother, right? Correct. Yeah, so obviously I'm assuming Brendan has seen it because like, it's yes. Brendan and <laughs> Ian has also seen it because he talked about it. Um, but I would have to agree with Brendan. I, I feel like there was hella, hella style I would say up until the end when people were starting to ambush the house, I would say there was almost no style. Like I couldn't I could what? not disagree with heck? you guys more. Yeah, okay, like I couldn't well. disagree with you guys more. But I, I do think that the cuts and the edits at, like towards the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but like the whole house invasion scene at the end had awesome cuts and edits and, and some shit was filmed really cool. But up until then aside from it being like a slow burn, um, there wasn't anything really visually pleasing to me personally. But so to answer your question, guffaw, to answer your question, um, it's going to be a soft note. I didn't not like, I didn't hate the movie, but um, no, I'm no, absolutely. It's, it's going to be no for, for me. Disgusted a little, <laughs> just a little disgusted. Oh, um, I'm so sorry, Brendan. I really no, loved no, no, it, no. and I thank you That's so okay. much for finally pushing me to see this movie. Because see, honestly, here's, here, here's the thing, though. 
Georgie, this isn't a friendship contest. All right. We come oh, here no. to... Oh, God, yeah, yeah, no. So, I absolutely disagree with us. I, I'm, I'm happy that you do because I want to hear your side of it. I want to know why it didn't live up to your expectations. I want to know why you and Ian felt that it was one way and Brendan and I feel another. Like That is fully interesting to me because... This movie, like I said, is the best movie that I have seen probably other than the live action Sonic. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. Although no, sir, know, that, that movie, movie is kind of fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not helping our argument right now, Brendan. <laughs> not um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that honestly is probably one of the best movies that I have seen since COVID started and in see, And that doesn't disgust me, even though I oh, yeah. highly disagree, well, I, you know? I when like, I say that you disgust me, Kyle, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like, I love you um, and not in a bad way. Like, it, it's it's not that deep, you know? Ass to ass. <laughs> I will just say, if I were to make anyone brownies right now, it would probably be Georgie. Um, I don't like brownies, so you're good. Literal brownie points. Oh, okay. Never mind. I would love brownies. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, I said it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying not to say that, apparently. Just say that you're memeing yourself. Um, yeah. That's but I mean, right. hon- honestly. Like acting wise, what did you guys think? Because like this cast is stacked. You got J Law as mother, Javier mm-hmm. Bardem as him, Ed Harris as man, Michelle Pfeiffer as woman, and then we have the the Gleason brothers, Brian and Dominal. Dom, is that how you pronounce it, Dominal Gleason? Sure, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, he was great next Machina. Um, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, but you know, I like, so acting wise, how do you guys feel? Uh, the cast was awesome. Um, I'm, his name's Ed Harris, right? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ed Harris. I grew up watching a lot of his shit, you know, in the nineties and stuff. He's amazing. I love him. Michelle Pfeiffer is like top tier goddess. Um, it's, uh, like the acting was really good. Uh, mother. Jennifer Lawrence was a was a really good performance. Um, yeah, the acting here was definitely not a detractor at all. Okay, that's fair. Ian, I actually heard from a reliable source, uh, YouTube, uh, <laughs> that Jennifer Lawrence actually hates this movie, and I I can't blame her for. The uh, the acting performance, not her performance. It's just her role, I guess. I just didn't like her role and everything. Well, well, fun fact. Don't know if you guys know this. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky formed a bit of a relationship during this movie. Do good for him. Do tell. And uh, yeah, and so they uh they dated for a good year, I believe. Like so, they they started dating while they were making this movie. Um, the rehearsals were uh, Darren Aronofsky, the cinematographer, um, Javier Bardem, and Jennifer Lawrence in a room. I think they were in like Queens or something. So they had choreographed the entire movie like a hundred times over. Um, so it was just like the four of them acting this movie every single day. And yeah, they just they formed a relationship and they started dating. Um, 
which I think is kind of very clear through a lot of the shots in hindsight, knowing that. So to piggyback on the rehearsal uh, thing you just said, they actually did a full cast rehearsal for three to four months. And it was just them. And then halfway... A lot of late, lot of late night rehearsals, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through uh, their like ideas and uh, uh, whatnot, writing the scripts and rehearsals, they introduced Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris and the other actors. Um, but three to four months rehearsal is kind of unheard of. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. And I, I think honestly that just shows how much that how much uh, Aronofsky cared about this project and making it as tight as it could be. So uh, I I think that you know everyone views things differently and, and interprets different things from things. Uh, how how like thematically did or, uh, what's the word? allegorically there we go mm-hmm. uh what what like what did you guys interpret from this movie what what did you did you think that it was telling its own story or did you think that it was mirroring another very very uh prolific story that everyone knows that a lot that a lot of people you know still think to this day is real the bible yeah okay, 100 yeah. percent. jesus yeah Jesus, I mean him himself. Like I, even though it's like it, it's a really simple thing, and it's been covered time and time again, I just think the way that that he wrote this script, and you know, like kind of in like a perfect timeline, covers the entire Bible. I I just thought that was really clever, and it was really fun. Um. Because you have, you know, the scene where Ed Harris is uh, puking in the toilet and him is, uh, you know, there with him and his rib is missing. Or there, there's the, the gash where his, you know, his free floating rib would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the very next day, Eve shows up or uh, woman shows up, I should say. Um, and then we have moments later. Uh, Cain and Abel make an appearance. Um, so you know, I just uh, so besides uh, a biblical allegory, was were there any other like ways of interpretations you guys had? I went into this movie um, already kind of knowing a little bit of backstory and context of what the movie's about so i didn't get too much freedom to formulate my own opinion because i kind of already have heard what it's about um that being said i do agree with you i think it's uh it's done in his vision his way about the retelling of the bible and and that kind of stuff i as being like so being like an atheist and shit like i don't really i'm not a very religious person i'm not a religious person at all so Same. this this whole kind of theme and the story doesn't interest me whatsoever. And I've gone on record <laughs> in, on other casts talking about how I don't really like religious horror movies. 
like exorcism horror movies and stuff. I'm not into like just all that kind of stuff. I'm not really into. So, um, watching this and seeing how it was very are you okay georgie do you need like a moment <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> i'm sorry i'm good i'm good i do if, i do if you scream into a pillow you just grab no, one no no no, no 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 um mm. if we are going to take a pause though i do have to uh use the little girl's room sure go ahead can i go now or do you want to finish your thought go take a no, shit no, I have to pee. Don't be disgusting. So, so can I go? You gonna go now? Yeah. Can I go now? I don't know. Can you? Shut the fuck oh up, Ian. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Kyle, may I go to the bathroom, please? Oh, Jesus Christ. Go take your piss. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> so, just that being said, I'm not, you know, the whole overarching theme of the movie doesn't appeal to me however the way he did it was super interesting um i didn't realize it was like that heavily like playing the beat by beat of that story until maybe the second half of the movie but um i like i said i kind of already knew going into it what it was generally about the mother nature stuff is kind of what i thought it was like originally like i didn't know it had any like um like i like i didn't know it had anything to do about the bible per se and like those heavy references but um overall i think he you know he wrote it and directed it it was his vision i think it's super unique i just the pacing of the movie and and telling the whole thing is just it was not my cup of tea and um it was a little boring for me and I, you know I, honestly i can to- i can totally understand that i think i for me it was because i was so caught off guard with what it was and I was like, oh, this is a story about the Bible. And I, that, again, I'm, I, I wouldn't say that I'm atheist, but I'm not religious. Um, so I, I do think that, that a retelling of that story is interesting to me. Uh, there was another kind of way that I looked at it, whereas she's Mother Nature and he and all of his people represent, you know, what we have done to the earth you know pretty much about us slowly killing the earth so i thought that there was a bit of a um a global warming uh story in there as well yeah for sure especially cuz you know with with the uh, giant oil drum in the basement that's kind of a a literal you take our oil you you take you just take from the earth and you know you don't give anything back and there there actually is a line regarding that um where where is it sorry um oh yeah after the house explodes him is carrying mother um upstairs and she literally says i have nothing left to give yeah, like and, all of her and, resources are depleted. Yeah, and yeah. the only thing that she has left is her charcoal heart, which he literally compresses into a diamond. Um, so I thought that that was not only super on the nose, but like sure. an interesting way to look at the concept of global warming as, you know, 
pretty much the earth is just going to implode on itself. Um, yeah. Damn. So I definitely so, didn't so that, think about it like that. And, and again, I maybe he was just trying to go with the uh, the biblical allegory, and maybe I'm just reading a bit too much into certain things. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of in the the yellow uh, the yellow powder that she puts in her water to me that kind of represented sunlight and. You know, when all these negative things start to happen, Ed Harris comes, and then uh, his his wife comes, and then she uh, starts, like, the heart in the wall starts to go black, so then she drinks, she puts that yellow powder in the water, and I kind of thought that was sunlight, and that's her kind of regaining her life back, and then she gets pregnant, and she doesn't need it anymore, because that's all the life that she needs. Um thoughts on that is that a dumb idea a, a dumb theory i won't be offended if you say yes i no i personally don't think so i think uh the whole mother nature part of it was i mean i've i've watched a couple of interviews where he kind of explains that um that kind of general idea not so much about the uh, the powder being the sunlight and stuff like that but um no that that makes sense that's that's actually a really cool theory it's a cool premise um if that is the case uh, so I, I think that there's one scene in particular, and it, it's less of a scene. It's more of a last fourth of the movie, it's a, or honestly, maybe even last like uh, quarter or uh, third, I should say. Um, but so before we get there, it's just like things have finally kind of turned around for Mother uh she kind of goads him into putting a baby in her. She wakes up and realizes that she's pregnant. Um, it, uh, okay, go, goad is the wrong word. I was going to say, uh, he like fully, yeah. you know. Wait, there is... I actually love that scene. I thought that that was probably one of my favorite scenes where... Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it um she said and i quote you talk about wanting kids but can't even fuck me that That line line. shook me to my core i wanted to jump up and start fist pumping the air and then (laughs) homie grabbed her by the neck and pushed her against the wall you know that it was nasty all right i just want to say that like that scene was Chef's kiss, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my God! Thank you so much for that. Although the the scene right before that is pretty great, though, when uh people start like painting the house, uh, mourners are there. They start painting the house, and she's getting pissed off, and she keeps telling these people that the sink isn't braced, and they keep jumping on it, and then the sink finally fucking rips out of the wall, and she loses her shit. It is perfect. Um, but yeah, then we have that great scene. Um, see, so he, they wake up, he starts writing and this kind of leads us into like, would you say it's, that's, that's like nine months later, right? Cause I, I, I think time wise it's, there's some kind of leeway in the, t- in the time based on what happens towards the end of the movie. I wasn't under 
the impression that it actually took nine months. I like I I, I didn't really feel like, like there was any actual, actual natural, natural form like timeline going on in this movie. Or was that just me? Um, like like I, I feel, feel like it, was... it probably happened within like, like like I don't think time like I don't think there was a measurement of time in this movie. I could be mistaken, but maybe just the way it was presented, I feel like it happened almost the next day. <laughs> well, her her realizing that she was pregnant was literally the morning that she woke up after they had done the deed. She was like, I'm pregnant. Um, but I, I think that her pregnancy, I don't know if there's enough information to gather whether or not it was immediate or not for her full-term pregnancy. Um but in my mind, it was over a period of time because they had taken the time to repair the floor um, where fucking he wrote homeboy a got book. totally brained by a doorknob. Let's just talk about yeah. that for a sec. That was wild. Um, they repaired the floor and uh, had a nursery and she was pregnant as fuck. So in my mind, that took time. But you could totally be right. It was not obvious that it was like a time jump. Do you guys think this took place in like actual physical reality or is this just like a pocket like this little this little field and house was in like its own pocket timeline because I didn't by any means think that they could like walk out and like see cars driving on the street and like well you know there she's pretty much just a lab rat yeah because at at the beginning you know we see someone burning up in flames and then we wake up, who's not Jennifer Lawrence. And then we wake up to Jennifer Lawrence in bed. And then by the end of the film um, is her burning up in flames. And then we see a new girl who's not Jennifer Lawrence in yeah. bed. So it's just, he's just testing things until he gets it right. And I mean, it's obvious, you know, that Ed Harris realizes uh, he, he sees Jennifer, he, he sees mother and realizes, oh, that's not the same girl from last time. And then Michelle Pfeiffer comes and it's kind of like, oh, mm. it's obvious that's not the girl from last time. And then when Brian Gleason gets to the house, he's like, who are you? Mm. Reali- and then he's realizing that that's not the girl from last time. It's so the it's just- gnarliest remake of Groundhog Day I've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where the people don't realize they're living it over and over again. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about Kristen Wiig? Super oh, unexpected. My God, to me. yeah, no. I I think that her performance was phenomenal. Like especially right before she got phenomenal. her shit blown up. <laughs> she had like I mean, five lines. <laughs> She's okay. just fucking doming so, people left and right. Yeah, let's take a deep breath. Um the only thing that I know Kristen Wiig from, bless her heart, is comedies. Saturday Night Live. Um, other comedy movies that I can't think of any that I've seen her in off the top Bridesmaids. of my head. Say that Bride- again? Isn't she in Bridesmaids? Yeah, Bridesmaids. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. She's <laughs> in the, Skele- the Skeleton Twins with uh, Bill Hader. That movie made me cry. Oh... Bill Hader is also a legend. Anyway, yes. um, when I see Kristen Wiig, I think of her being funny as fuck. So, like, it definitely, I was, like, thrown off for a second. But her performance, to me, knowing her as a full-fledged comedian, I was like, damn, sis is serving. Like, she is, 
just like com- fully committing to this role. Um, but you know what, Ian? How did you feel about Kristen Wiig? Because obviously you have some thoughts. <laughs> I thought she was just in and out. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Whoa. What the? Or someone below just slammed their door really hard. Um, yeah, uh, she was just in and out of the the movie. She didn't really have even like a little role. It was it was kind of nothing to be honest. I mean, it, it was no role like Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer. Even uh, the oldest son, he had a bigger role. You think so? Yes. <clears throat> I don't I don't think she was like it was surprising to see her in it, but um yeah, I, I don't know if she was in enough of it to make like a huge impact um on anything really. And uh but it was cool to see her in there and it was cool to see her in a different kind of role. And when she is capping those dudes, I was like, Holy shit, she's taking it. <laughs> Like yeah. she was just like, and she had like both guns in each, or like a gun in each hand, and she was doing like a double assassination, like as she was walking. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying that she was like the star of the show. No offense, but like I was impressed. I was. It was bad. I thought it was that. badass. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? This is out of left field. Kristen Wig, out of all people. Okay, fuck him up. And then she fucked him up. So, like, I mean, the last 40 minutes of the movie just goes completely balls to the wall. It it goes from Sodom and Gomorrah to, to just a full-fledged war zone. Um, what did you guys feel about that, like, complete, like, 180, like, stylistically? I was so taken aback. I literally, for a while, I was like, what the, what the hell is happening? What is going on? And maybe I enjoyed this movie so much because, like, Kyle, you might have something to say about what I'm about to say, and that's fine. That's fair. But as a woman, (laughs) um, I just feel like I really connected uh, with Jennifer Lawrence and like the frustration of like, oh my God, just watching her deal with the bullshit that she went through for this man actually filled me with a rage and like an annoyance that was so tenfold that especially those last 40 minutes of the movie when she was still keeping her cool at first until obviously she's in labor and she's like, I'm about to have a baby. I don't want any of this shit. I was furious. I literally could not understand why she had not dumped this man. Like I was like, what the hell? What is happening? Just leave him. Just leave. And then obviously full circle, that's not something that she even could have done if she had wanted to. But the last 40 minutes was totally batshit crazy and it really upset me. Um, but it was great. I, it was, it was wild. I really have no way to explain it. You have to see it for yourself. Um, it was like something I've never seen before, actually. Kyle, Ian, thoughts? I'll let Ian go first on this one. <laughs> what was the question again? 
uh, how did you feel about the uh, the pretty much the last forty minutes of the movie where shit gets crazy? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty Aronofsky. That that felt more like his style. Um, it showed a lot of themes and a lot of uh, a lot of the religion uh, kind of uh, immersed or more of it. Um, I thought the scene with the baby. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up. I'm, I, I don't know how we to gotta, word this. Gotta talk about like it. I'm not a serial killer, but um, <laughs> I like the shock think, factor think... of that scene. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. It was gnarly. When I saw this in, I saw this in theaters. I think a total of seven or eight times. Uh, without fail, every time that happened, multiple, multiple people would get up and walk out. Yeah, that's a pretty intense visual image to take in. Like in you the see sound, the head snap the back sound. and the sound, and yeah, it's it's very, very intense. Like I even. I was watching it with my girlfriend and I mean, she was pretty silent for 90% of the movie. And then when that part happened, she was just like, holy shit. And I was just like, yeah, fuck. Um, And then they eat, they eat the baby. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. (laughs) All right. Now you sound like a serial killer. (laughs) Um, uh, Kyle, what were your, I, I kind of cut you off there. What were your, your thoughts? Um, I thought the last 40 minutes was the most entertaining to me, not because something was actually fucking happening finally, but because... <laughs> um, <laughs> but because the way like you finally got to see his, his style again, kind of to me, like I, like, like I said, to me, um, the cuts and the lighting. Oh, the lighting was so good in the last 40 minutes of the movie. And I love how in every room they went in, it would change. Like a dramatic change in lighting, a dramatic change in setting. It's almost like each room that they walked into was walking into like an entirely different story being told. And it, it, yeah. it really, um, to me, was expressed through like the lighting and the background kind of imagery. So I thought that the uh the whole like house invasion scene was definitely uh where you got some of the best uh, visuals in the movie um the acting was was really intense um and it, it was finally starting to <laughs> crescendo into kind of like you getting some idea of what the hell is going on and uh yeah no i thought it was really cool i, I thought it was filmed excellent actually um, well, that makes me happy to hear. Real quick, Sorry, to, piggy- Georgie, to, to, to piggyback off of what Kyle said about how like every different like room, I guess that's what you said, right? Every different room was like a different story. Yeah. To me, that was what really, and call me slow if you want, I don't care, I probably am. But to me, that was what really gave me the insight where I was like, oh, this is literally like a telling of Jesus and the Bible because every single scene in that, 40 minutes of every different room was a different part in history, quote unquote, uh, where 
like the wars and the famine and the poverty and the disease and yada 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 that all happened in and the like Bible. the radical religious people yeah. and like all that mm-hmm. shit yeah totally, all of the totally. the cult the cultiness and mm-hmm. the sacrifice of the baby and even the eating of the baby we literally drink wine and eat bread on sunday well i don't <laughs> but religious people do um and that's supposed to be the blood of christ the 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 flesh of christ whatever the fuck they say i don't know so like that's what really clicked in my mind thank you body <laughs> i said flesh ew i hope nobody ever says that um clip it <laughs> um but i really i'm happy that you noticed that kyle because that's what that's what gave that off to me sick <laughs> uh, were there uh were there any quotes that that stuck out to anyone um just like anything like i mean you already know my favorite quote of the movie oh yeah no i yeah definitely i i think my favorite quote was uh towards the end right before she just blows everything to shit uh you never loved me yeah. you just loved you love how much I loved you. I was like, God that's damn. The, that's actually my favorite quote in the movie. I mean, it's so good. And I, I think that it, this is going to sound dumb, but the script, like dialogue wise, it felt kind of like Tarantino-esque to me. I don't know if anyone kind of felt the same way. I mean, nobody said the N word, so I can't relate. Well, okay, that's but, fair. And thank God for that. I don't see what you mean by that. Like, do you have any examples? Yeah, I just mean like uh, Tarantino is obviously a very dialogue-based writer. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, a lot of Aronofsky's movies are heavy on dialogue, his films seem to be, most of the time, a lot more heavy on visual storytelling, where this one, you spend an hour and 20 minutes for the most part just you know um verbally telling the story that you want to tell in that's and then you know the last 40 minutes is when he switches a bit more into visual storytelling so it in it, it's probably a a a false comparison comparing him to to Tarantino regarding that but this just felt like a very dialogue driven script whereas a lot of his things are more uh visual okay i can agree with that fair enough um so uh so before oh go ahead i do like the moments um when javier bardem is just explaining to um do we are we calling her mother jennifer lawrence yeah uh he's explaining to mother like she's trying to kick these people out and he's like where are they to go like they just lost their son. It's kind of like ah, he's he's kind of right there, but like, where do we draw the line? These people are intruding. Oh yeah, no, and just like I can feel her anxiety throughout that entire thing, and then they just they start invading her house. Like, there's a couple that goes and tries to pretty much fuck in their bed, and she's like, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" And they're like, okay. And then there's there's another guy that tries to pick her up. And she's like, I'm not interested. And then he calls her the C word. And it's like, you're supposed to be here because you're mourning someone. Like, why are you trying to pick me up? Uh, 
in like her anxiety, like the anxiety of the film just keeps, just keeps ramping itself up uh, until the, the water breaks. Did you guys think that the, the sink breaking was supposed to be like the, the flood, the great flood, like the red or the, the, uh, the Moses one. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that from watching it, but now that I know what the movie's pretty much based off of, I could see the comparisons, sure, and the buildup. I just also want to mention, it's kind of cool, like I'm checking the IMDB page, and uh, like the guy that tries to get her to go on a walk with her is called the Adulterer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, like there's, there's the Defiler, like the chick who's trying to sleep in her bed, it's called the Whisperer. Um, so yeah, they all there's, have kind of, yeah, you know, names that I mean, are I, I, relevant I to the that- allegory. I think that that adds like a nice, a nice uh, layer to everything because it's something that, unless you check out the IMDb, it's not gonna matter. But, but going and looking, I think that that adds just a a fun, interesting layer to all of it. Yeah, and I I watched a uh, an interview, and I actually agree with her. I think this movie holds way more weight. So Jennifer Lawrence said in an interview that. She thinks this movie is more powerful going into it, knowing exactly what you're supposed to know. Exactly. Well, I would, know I the would comparisons. disagree. Well, yeah. Um, the, uh, the director also disagrees with that, but I actually am on her side. I think knowing what's going on and kind of being able to understand the comparisons actually make the movie more enjoyable personally. Why, why do you think that it's the opposite? I th- I think that anyone's first viewing of this movie should be as blind as possible. Because uh, I, I think that, personally, I think that this movie is just a treat for the senses all around. I think it's a very uh, stimulating movie. Uh, I think that it's one of the most beautifully filmed movies I've ever seen. Um, so I just think that going into it without expectations the first time is is the best and then going back and rewatching it and picking up on more and more things each time i think that adds a really um, entertaining layer to the film that's fair um so okay so uh i guess we can get into our ratings before that did anyone else have anything that they wanted to go over about the movie about Maybe if you guys wanted to say that you were just joking and you give it a 100, that's also cool. <clears throat> sure. Uh, um, I just, I have a few things to say unless somebody wants to go first. It's all you. Take the floor, Georgie. First of all, I just want to say, Jennifer Lawrence, you be looking mighty fucking fine in this movie the whole time. Thank you for just being such a gift uh secondly um after that homie gets brained by a doorknob by the way i just want to say why if they have such a big house would they put their child's room in the room where they she literally watched a man get brained by a doorknob like i don't understand that 
Um, yeah, weird flex. They're not re- real people, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fair, but like also let's talk about it. Um, when he gets brained by the doorknob and she is there cleaning Damn. up. That's what happens, Ian. Look up being brained. Like I don't want uh, to. It sounds sexual. That's disgusting that you feel that way. I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. Um, she goes down into the basement, laundry room, whatever, because the floor is leaking blood. And um, the light bulb gets filled with blood and she turns the light on and it explodes. And there's blood all over the wall. I thought that shot was really, really cool. That was um, a cool shot. I agree. Yeah, that was sick. Um, other than that, I agree about the whole anxiety thing. Like, I was anxious almost the whole time. Like, imagining that many people inside my home that I didn't know, but, like, my husband said was okay to be there, and I couldn't really do anything about it, but I really wanted to do something about it, but I couldn't really. No, I don't want any of that. That's completely fair. I don't even want that many people in my house that I do know. So that's even more fair. I totally get it. <laughs> Ian, anything else you wanted to add before we get into our scores? Uh, no, I just have a little summary of the ratings. Okay. Well, since I'm already on you, uh, Ian, oh, what a why don't you give us? Why don't you give us your official Red Room rating? Is it Segway? Like, do people say Segway, or is that just the motor thing? No, that's correct. Say, You're correct. That's correct. Yes, yeah. for both. Yes, yes, yes. for both, but oh. they're spelled differently. It's hell one of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Oh, one of those. <laughs> um. So this movie, to me felt like a two-hour version of the cringiest scene in Funny Games, which would be the egg scene, obviously. Um, (sighs) (laughs) And I honestly had no uh, connection with this movie at all. It, uh, I'm not going to say, like, went over my head, but I just couldn't find anything relatable or anything that I really liked. Uh, I did like that baby scene, low key, <laughs> without making me sound like a serial killer. <laughs> no, that totally only makes uh, me sound like a serial killer. But whatever, odd flex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was it was there were good performances, and it was a well made movie. Even though I didn't like the cinematography at all, um. I'm going, this was really hard to rate because I looked back at my other ratings. I didn't want to rate it like lower than them, even though I much prefer to watch them over this again. But uh, it's, you can't argue that it's not a well-made film. So I'm going to give it a 70. Okay, 70. I'll take it. Georgie? Um, I think you should skip me and go to Kyle because we both know that Brendan and I are going to rate this the highest. Yeah. Let's get the right. low Kyle. let's get the so, low no, no, ratings no, so out of the way. To, 
we need to mix it up because we can't have two amazingly good positive things back to back at the end. So go ahead, Georgie. <laughs> but that's going to be the shining star of this whole thing. All right, fine. Um, God, I just, this movie, I watched it, let's, I watched it at like seven in the morning, um, seven thirty in the morning, which like I do not like to watch movies before I go to work. I know that Ian, Kyle, I know that you like watching movies in the morning. I don't know how you guys do it. It's a not lot before for work me. though. I totally get that. Like if it's my day off, I like watching them in the mornings. But if I have work, I won't do it. I literally had to leave for work ten minutes after I finished this film. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, um, but honestly, it was kind of okay because, like, the culture shock that I experienced once I rolled credits and, like, it ended and I saw another woman where Jennifer Lawrence would have been, I was like, okay, I need to, like, live my life real quick and forget that this happened because, holy shit, that was so, it was so much. Um, Like I said, honestly, the best movie I've seen in a long time. I just, I, I felt so much for her. I don't know why. And I even felt a lot for him too, until I realized that he was like some weird otherly being like, what do you guys even, what did you make of that? I don't think we talked about it. I want to know real quick. I, I, so I, I didn't see him as like a bad guy the entire time. Like I know that. It, it could be seen that way because he's going up against what mother's trying to do. But I feel like he's almost oblivious to his negative actions. Like he's almost like a kid that doesn't know he's doing bad, but he kind of does. Like, it's hard to explain. I never saw him as like a, a pure bad guy. Almost that he just like <laughs> didn't realize the damage yeah. he was yeah, causing. Yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about how he literally handed his baby away and its neck got snapped. Um, and you don't think he's a bad guy, but... He wanted to share his baby with the people who loved him. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to share his baby with the people who loved him. I think that he was choosing the wrong priorities without like kind of knowing it. Yes. But you don't think his- he knew all along what he was doing? Because he was repeating it. He was well, doing it over and over and over again. That kind of goes back to what I'm saying is that like every time the thing is reset, he's making the same mistakes and he's constantly trying to change them. So, okay. I I mean, this is just, I'm not saying that what he did didn't cause negative outcomes. I'm saying that what he did, he wasn't super like aware of all, like he, like he had good intentions until he realized that they were bad decisions for some of the things. Uh, okay uh, so then in the whole allegory of it all who do you think that he is god but god mm. okay okay gaslighting isn't real it's just something you made up <laughs> um no i i think one of the one of the reasons why this is my favorite horror movie is because i think that he is one of the most well written antagonists ever Oh, he yeah. sees nothing he sees nothing wrong with what he's doing exactly but exactly but he knows that he's doing the wrong thing and he's hoping for a different outcome, outcome. yeah because he does the same thing over and over again so he's he's a fucking psychologically manipulative 
bitch. antagonist and it, bitch. <laughs> and I just think that he's one of the scariest villains ever written. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're not so, wrong. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't mean to hijack your rating. Oh, no, no. I literally asked for all of your guys' opinions because I was genuinely curious because I didn't. A lot of his decisions, I was literally couldn't understand. I was like, why the fuck? But it's good to hear your input. That being said, after a lot of negative input, <laughs> thank you, boys. Um, I have fluctuated my rating a little bit but i am still rating it very high at a solid 92 percent 92 all right god forbid Miss, we ever Mr. With ever disagree on a movie with georgie ever again um, no, I want you guys to no, disagree. No, my turn. No, nope. I want to talk. the My turn to talk. You had your moment. You had your moment. You're such a baby. You You're such a baby. Right, so, this movie is. It didn't do anything for me as far. Um, it didn't connect with me. I agree with Ian um, in any specific sort of way. It didn't make me feel anything in any specific sort of way. And judging from the things I've read, like that's kind of where it hit the most with people is it made them like anxious or it made them scared or it made them feel something like deeper and it didn't do any of that for me personally. Um, I was expecting a way different visual um, piece from him, especially because he's so I've seen, you know, the one other thing that's extremely unique. And then this movie especially from the posters and everything shows it has like such like a, an artistic flair and unique art style to like the marketing. So I was expecting that to translate more in the movie, but to me it didn't. So that was kind of a letdown. Um, overall though, it was, it, it, it is kind of hard for me to rate this one as well because it's not a bad made movie. It's just, I didn't like the movie. So that's where I'm trying to figure out my rating here. But um is there an echo in here? That's a weird way to that's a weird way to say one hundred. Um yeah. Um negative one hundred is what I'm gonna give. No. <laughs> I'm gonna um, take points away. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a Nice. 60, that was a gnarly sound. 60. At least give me the sex number. 69. A 60, yeah, 69. A 65%. Nine. A 65%. Yeah. 60, 65. Okay, let me add this all D's up. Real get quick. degrees. <laughs> let me add this up before I give my rating. I already got you. Oh, that is such a terrible rating. Um, it's a terrible movie, you know. <laughs> no, I, I meant I meant the, right. fi the final the final um, So obviously, I give this movie a hundred. I think that this movie is a prime example of what filmmaking should be. I think it is Darren Aronofsky's magnum opus. 
Um, I'm excited to see his new movie with Brendan Fraser, but honestly, I don't give a shit at this point because nothing can surpass Mother. Um, it is two hours of nonstop tension, anxiety, and just pure fuckery. Um, I could not rate this film any higher. I would if I could. Uh, nothing to me will ever be as great as this movie. Uh, so that being said, hold on, hold on. Can I interject really quick? I'd like to change my rating. I would also like to change my rating. <laughs> yeah. No way. Oh, no. no, 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 no. You guys, are, you already know that I'm upset with how low the number I'm is. Sorry. The more I think about it, the more I hate yeah. this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm, Look, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to drag this through the mud, man. I promise you. I promise hey, you. It's, hey, it's it's not fair. I didn't change any of my ratings after you guys bullied me. You could have. I could have, well, but, but I didn't. Given, we haven't given the red room story. Well, he though. was about to, and you cut him off <laughs> for a good reason. I was about to give such a low score. <sighs> okay, go it. Okay, we can we can change the ratings. Okay. I'm just gonna type this All in right. chat so we don't have to see it. Uh, well, that, well, then people are going to be confused continuity-wise. So Ian's going to give it a 68, I guess. Yes, 68. I'm really hey, hey, Brendan, man, I like you a lot. I'm really sorry. I like you too, Brendan. But um, it's okay, just 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 rip the fucking bandaid. I'm going to give it a 55. No, <laughs> no, yeah. Can I give it extra credit points at least? No. no. Hey, um, you know what? On, I'm going to bump it up to a 96 it. then if we're going to be that fucking petty. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm 96. not being petty. I'm just... No, no. You're right. You're not being petty. If we're being that fair. Okay, let me be fair. 90... Mm, 94. Okay. Sure. Okay, so if we get... If that's honestly how you feel, then yeah, go for it. I'm not going to talk shit about your rating. I mean, no, I, I, I just went yeah, from I a won't C talk to a D. Yours either. That's yeah. that's what I. That's my. It's all. It's all in good. All right, in so good fairness. All in good plus thoughts. Sixty-eight plus fifty-five plus one hundred. Man, this is this was a a divisive <sighs> cast. This was a, this was a good one. I mean, the movie wasn't good. So that but, sorry. Th <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um. Wait. So be before I give the rating, mm. where did you you sent the uh, the outro? Where did you send that to? Just so uh, I can have that pulled up. I think I just messaged it to you on Discord. Uh, I just want to make sure that I have that pulled up so it's ready to go. Also, Brendan, this is the feeling you have right now. Like I yeah. just got shit on when I did the Your Next cast. So oh, he got it way worse. At least you had Georgie on your side who gave. You a ninety-two, not you. That's sorry, give the movie nine, a ninety-two. Ninety-four. 94. Also, 94. I didn't. I didn't shit on you for the year next cast. Not okay. Kyle was really shitting. I was. I was. I would just didn't praise it as highly as I'm praising this. That's all. But Kyle was like taking mad dumpies on your next. <laughs> it felt personal. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, point. I think it was a little personal. I'm not gonna lie. It it felt personal to me, and it wasn't even me. Those were back on the uh, the cast where I used to just get extremely hammered. So that's true. Yeah, we, I don't drink during the cast anymore. 
Well, anyways, that gives us an uh, an official Red Rum rating of 79.25. So I'm good with that. Okay. That's almost a B, baby. Hell yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't feel any particular way towards that rating. Just because I don't feel any particular way towards this movie. And that's all I feel say. sad. I feel, you know, no, I'm disappointed. <laughs> that's fair. All right, Dad. Uh, disappointed, well, but not surprised. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. The broken neck baby of the Ruminations Radio Network. Yeah. <laughs> if you like what we're doing. <laughs> oh no. If you, <laughs> uh, if you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Rum and on Twitter at of Red Rum. That's OF Red Rum. And please subscribe to on iTunes, Spotify, and make sure that you hit us up with a review. Give us a good rating and follow us on Discord. Uh, what is the? It's rumination. Ruminations of Red Rum. Yep, it's live on now, Discord. So. so it's live now. So please give us a follow. That being said, today I was your host, the New Blood, and with me was the Final Girl. You know, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Thank you, Mother Earth, for giving us. Uh, life. Uh, we have Ian, formerly without an I, presently with two E's. It was no E, but I'll I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Um. Oh Jesus! I hope <laughs> <laughs> I fucked that up. It's all good. I hope you, listener, you. You listening to my voice right now. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good day. And we have the always amazing Kyle with a K. Brendan, it was an honor to be a member of your cast for your favorite horror movie. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about it. I'm sorry it's not the outcome that you wished, but... (laughs) I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we were able to do it and I'm glad you're a part of the cast, man. Stay spooky, people. <laughs> <laughs>